but he was making so much money, he couldn't fucking clean it. It was 1984. It was too fast. You know? Wow. And they fucking blew it. Can you imagine that getting blown up in a fucking pipe bomb? That's when you know somebody knows oh. what they're doing. And he didn't die right away. The metal went up in his ass. He stayed awake what? for fucking hours. The metal went up in his ass. From the plate oh, under the Jeep yeah. and shit. They all have those crash plates in Colorado. They all have those plates. Those plates work against you when you have a bomb under your fucking car. Uh, so the plate went right in his fucking coolie. So he oh was just bleeding. God. So. Uh, That's fucking crazy when somebody kills you with a car bomb and shit. Uh, that means you did something bad, bro. They slice your fucking throat. You got to be a ghost after somebody slices your throat. You'll never rest. Yeah. You can't rest in fucking peace. You got to be something. You're, you're just, a ghost haunting the woods forever. Haunting somebody. You're hunting Colombians. You're hunting fucking Brian Redman. What's up, Brian Reichel? Do you believe in ghosts, Joey Diaz? Fuck yeah. Do you really? Fuck yeah. You ever seen Spirits. a ghost? Spirits. I don't believe in... I seen, I seen something at the comedy store. One thing. Not... I didn't see the door ringing. I didn't see nobody walking with... Not a head on. I mean, I've heard a lot of stories from the comedy store. And then I've been around people who pass spirits as a young child. In fact, I went to see the lady when I went home last week. Yeah? When I was a kid. I seen her do some wild shit. What'd she do? When I was about uh, when I was about eight, you know, my mother had a bar, and all these people were coming to shake her down. You know, cops were coming. Nice guys. Just white guys come in. That's part of the business when you have a bar. You know, somebody gets stabbed, you want the cops there first, you got to give an envelope. You know, and then uh, after about three months, this guy started coming. He was a Cuban guy. He looked like Serpico. But he would come in and break the Cubans' balls. He went after Cubans. He went after Cubans in 76 and 75. He went after them heavy. And he would come into my mother's bar and insult them and fuck you motherfuckers. I want a bigger envelope next time I come. That type of shit. So one day I went in there after school and he was yelling and screaming in there. And I didn't like this fucking guy. He was younger and he had a beard and he was a weightlifter type dude. So about a couple of weeks later, I go to the bar, and it's all these Cuban guys. They had a bar on 38th Street. They had the Brindis. These were all Cuban bookmakers that my dad knew, my stepdad knew, my mom knew. Nice fucking people. And there was this lady. I played basketball with her kids. The kid was a boxer. His name was Jose Torres. Bad, his, their uncle's the fucking dude. That's their uncle, the, the, Jose Torres. He's a boxing ref or something, big boxing official. Okay. That's their uncle. This is their nephew. They're Puerto okay. Ricans. So that, that was the a, guy that was, he was a light heavyweight champion, right? You know, he's something big with boxing. This yeah. is his nephew. I grew up with that nephew. They were basketball players. I think that's what I'm talking about. Isn't he the one that wrote the book about Mike Tyson? He kind of grew up with Mike Tyson and kind of like wrote a, a tell-all book about him. It was kind of like, kind of shitty. No, no, no. This is the no, ref. Joe Torres. Yeah, that's, this is Jose Torres, the referee from the 70s. I'm thinking of the wrong guy. I okay. think this guy even refed like, uh, he, was, he was the one that did our fight. When they were trying to stop it, Duran against when they were trying to stop it, he's the we gotta look it up. Duran against who? Duran against that fight when he killed the guy in the ring. Then the guy died two weeks later, but he took his spirit away. What's the fight we always talk about when Duran? Oh, hit, Davey Moore. Davey Moore. Yeah, yeah. I think he, he had something years, to do that. He died years later. He years died later. In, a, in a car accident. In a car accident. Yeah. Well, the fucking Jack fell on top of him. Yeah, yeah. His car creepy. got crushed, but he yeah, Duran took his spirit. Took his spirit. Yeah, that happens to guys, man. Julio Cesar Chavez when he fought Meldrick Taylor. There's no question about that fight. Meldrick Taylor got his spirit taken. Chavez took his spirit. He, he hurt him bad, too, physically. Like, he was never the same physically. But he was also never the same psychologically. To go through that crazy-ass war and to be boxing the fucking ears off the guy at first, then eventually the guy just slowly wears you down, slowly wears you down, and then, boom, stops you in the 12th with, like, seconds to go. They stop the fight. Like, that's a, a crushing blow, a devastating blow. 
You know, that's a to, to have the referee look at you when there's like, was it like two seconds left in the clock, and the referee sh- shakes him off and Chavez wins. Like what? What? That's like a spirit crusher. We're talking about the Spirits. fucking spirit with Jose Spirits. Torres. So what Ghost. happened? So we were kids, and once a month, this lady would pass a fucking spirit in the house. She would go. She a was a mom. Now this lady was a mom. I used to watch her. She was a mom. She used to drive her kids around to different basketball games and shit. Her husband and her were separated. She wasn't a boozer. She never really cursed. I would go in, in the daytime, and she would make sandwiches for you and stuff like that. And she would take the kids to church on Sunday. So I used to watch her. But my mother once told me that said that lady passes a fucking weird spirit once a month or some shit. And people go over there and you bring her money or gifts or whatever the fuck you bring her. And she talks to you. So one night we went she to talks the, to you. Yeah, with the spirit. So one night we went over there. Now how long you know me? A and long yeah, time. Look at me. I don't fuck around. Look at him, me. Joe. Shut the fuck up, Brian. I don't fuck around, dog. You don't fuck when around. When I talk to you from like a man, I talk to you like a man. This is fucked up, but I'm gonna tell you. I'm about eight or nine. So this one last time I went to the bar and he had them all up at the bar like Popeye Doyle had those people in fucking uh, the French Connection. Remember when he goes in, he said, everybody against the wall. This is like last time I went in there. And now these fucking Cubans are pissed and my mom's pissed. So like we got to figure something out. Now I knew eventually my dad was going to shoot this guy. That's the, that, I just had a, a funny feeling of my stepdad or somebody's going to shoot this fucking guy because he was going over his bounds. They felt that he was abusing Cubans, which is even worse when you're Cuban. If he was a white dude or a black dude, hey, it's part of the turf. You're fucking Cuban. We're going to get your ass. So I knew about this, and I just turned the other way. One night, we go to this fucking lady's house, and she's talking to these people, and she's got the spirit. Now, I'm watching this lady. This lady would drink <laughs> fucking raw alcohol. What's that? What's that fucking alcohol? Moonshine? No, the shit that people drink that's 140 proof. Oh, Everclear. 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 She would drink Everclear. Drink it and oh. talk to you and smoke a fucking cigar. Oh, my and God. And she was supposed to be a black African fucking slave, but she was really a Puerto Rican woman, and she talked to you, and she'd drink <laughs> the fucking shit. And she was talking to my mother, and she came over to her. I was a little fucking kid, dog, and I remember looking at her shit in my pants off, and she took a dish, and she showed it to my mom. It was a white dish. And then she took a fucking candle, and she took the dish, and she put the candle under the dish. She took the candle, she threw it down, she showed the dish to my mother. She said, this is what's bothering you lately. And it was just some fucking thing. It just looked like some candle design on the thing. Right. She took the dish, she smashed it. She goes, done. Seven days. I went home, dog. I never thought about this shit again. I was eight or nine. I had G.I. Joe's. I was trying to look at my dad's pornos. You know what I'm saying? Right. I don't believe this hocus pocus. Right. Well, one day I get out of school and I take the bike and I go to my mother's bar. When I get up there, they're all fucking drinking and having a good time at 3.30. And I go, what happened? I go, you know that fucking cop? They shot him to pieces last night. And they shot him up by this place, Rapido Taxi. It was the first Cuban taxi cab company in the 70s that would deliver blow the taxis. All these geniuses that think they're geniuses <laughs> now. Yeah, all right. The Cubans are doing that in the 70s in Union City. They would go over the bridge. You call from the city to deliver the Studio 54. The taxis would deliver the code. Come on, dog. This is 74, 75. Come on, dog. And the name of the company was Rapido Taxi. You know what Rapido means in Spanish? What? Quick, bitch. Quick? Rapido. Quick. 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 Oh, yeah, quick. 
So I dro- took my bike, Joe Rogan. And I, <laughs> Joe Rogan. And I went up to this fuck. This is this is brilliant. So shit. was the taxi a real taxi company? It was, was a it real taxi Coke? company, but they delivered oh. fucking blow. That was the that was the purpose. We think they made money on a three dollar toll. They make money delivering the fucking goody good to studio. That's so did they run a real taxi too? Real you could, taxi. You, you could, thought so you could go grandmothers could take it from supermarkets. And yeah. then you can go on the way home, can you get me some coke? Right. No, no, no. On the <laughs> way home, you gotta go to the city. They just put a kilo over the city and they don't get pulled over. You gotta ride in the city. Right. Why are you pulling me over, officer? I got Joe Rogan in the back of the car. I'm sorry. Go right ahead. We thought you were doing something else. Meanwhile, there's Fucking a bag of fucking blowing the trunk. And the cops must have been in on it too, right? How no, much? How many of the cops were in on it back then? I don't fucking know. It had to be some, right? I don't seven. Fucking know. New York was seven. a different seven. animal seven. then. Seven. New York was a different was fucking animal right? then. What the fuck's going on here? New York was a different fucking animal then, but you got to remember that it was just a taxi. Nobody thought about that. At that well, time. New York back then. That was twenty was years ahead of that fucking time. When when New York sneezed, bro, everybody else caught a fucking cold. Let's get down to it. They're ten years behind over yeah. here. These fucking savages. This is a you know. This is a totally different place socially than New York. That's for sure, right? Don't you think? People are more on the ball there. There's more like, um, there's more con artists and shit. There's more clever people. Don't you think? There's more fucking douchebags there's, everywhere. There's, there's more, more stone people out here. I think. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of that. But I think that I always say that there's something about the weather, man. You don't have to deal with the weather. You get soft. You know, you, 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 your your brain doesn't have to think think quickly because you have to survive. You know, when you're in Boston and it's fucking zero degrees out, and you get in your car and it goes, you're like, fuck, fuck, and you don't have a cell phone, stupid. There was no cell phones back then. So what do you do? Oh my god, I gotta knock on someone's door so I don't freeze to death. You gotta wake some people up because you might freeze to death. Hey, I'm sorry, uh, my car broke down. Can I use your f- dude? You got to think quicker when you're in that kind of an environment. In California, you know, your car breaks down, you just sleep in the car until, you know, the cops come and then the cops tell you, hey, what's going on? Oh, my car broke down. Then they get you a tow truck and you're fine. You don't have to worry about dying outside. You know? <laughs> Living in Boston, you got to worry about dying. That's like some real shit. And that's why they're, they're a little quicker, a little quicker on the take. That sound, the sound, that sound that you made for doing the car, I was just imagining, ooh, 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 I was imagining ooh. that's what it sounded like when Joey Diaz had sex. <laughs> Do you think so? No. Joey Diaz. What's it sound sex? like when you have sex? It's more like this. Ah, ah, yeah, 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 no, I told you that no. was good dick. Did I tell you I'm giving you good dick? I'm giving you good dick. Ah, ah. Where, don't get me started, Red Band. Behave yourself over there. I'll have you know who here in 20 minutes. Bit slapping motherfuckers. You know what I'm saying? Who you have here? What the fuck? What's the plan? What's plan B? You know who. I don't, I don't know. Do you know who? He knows who. So uh, my dog Twixie Vixen got uh, raped again by a girl dog. By a girl time. dog. Your and dog the person, is such a whore. The person was like, "I gotta pee while you tell this story." The person I was with, Joey, everyone's leaving me because it's my Twixie Vixen story. Our, so the person I was with that owned the dog, they were like, "My dog has never a humped anything, and b my dog is a girl dog, so I don't even know why it's like trying to hump your dog's ass because it doesn't have a, a dick." So Joey, what what do you think about RSS feeds? I have no idea what they even fucking own. Here, put up the mic. Well, you bother me for that shit. I don't know nothing about computers. You don't know anything about computers? Nothing. Yeah. Well, what do you think about RSS feeds? Uh, well, they're designed to uh, pump out a, like, if you have a website, it's designed only for, or mostly for uh, sending out your website so other applications and other websites can add it to their website and their applications. But if you don't want to do that, you don't have an RSS feed. So I could see you wouldn't want an RSS feed. 
I don't talk to me about it. Talk to me about something I fucking need. You know what I'm saying? Like. Oh, is that real? That's real, bitch. See, now. That's why you agitate me. You don't talk to me. <sighs> Look at your boys walking right into the fart in the fucking booth. You know what I'm saying? Listen. I had to pee. I'm sorry, ladies and gentlemen. I apologize. I was working on that video game all day today. It smells like gyros. I can't even smell it. I was working on that UFC video game today, and I drink tea when I work on that show. You know, the the video game is like it's very uh, it's it's like a script, and uh, there's like I have to pretend that like fights are going on. Right. So it's like for hours and hours and hours. You're talking at that like really intense, fast, and you know, and and your your voice gets really tired. So I had to drink a lot of tea, so I could not hold in my urine. So, what you were saying before I left so rudely is that your dog's a whore. Yeah. Such a whore that lesbians are raping your dog. No, yeah, exactly. And, like, why do all dogs have just the intuition to get on top of another dog and hump it, even if they don't have a dick? Because a it doesn't submission. make sense. No, it does. My, my dog used to do that. She was a female pit bull, and I had a male pit bull that was a puppy, and right. she used to get on top of him and hump him. Just like rubbing pussies and stuff. No, no, it's a dominant thing. Huh. It's like what she's doing is saying that if I wanted to fuck you in the ass, I could. I can get to the position where I'm on top of you, I'm stronger than you. Like They jockey for position. You have to almost like, like it's, it's, it's a social thing. It's like for a dog to be able to get on top of you and and dry hump you, it's not just that he's horny. It's also that he's trying to let you know he can do that. Uh. He can impose himself on you. Like my two dogs, they have very clear clear rules. Like Johnny's a mastiff. He's a big fucking dog. And, you know, he's got this giant fucking head. And he's a sweet heart of a dog. But the other dog's a bulldog, Shibu Inu Bix. And the other dog doesn't get no say in shit. That's just the way it is. They don't fight. They don't argue. But when I open up the door, Johnny walks in first every time. Every time. The other dog will stop and will let Johnny go through first. Why? Because Johnny's a 140-pound mastiff. He's fucking huge. You know, so there's just clear rules. If Johnny wanted to hump Brutus, he could get away with it. But if Brutus tried to hump Johnny, there would be chaos. It would be like, what the fuck? Brutus probably would growl and snap at Johnny if Johnny tried to hump him. But the point is, the other way is absolutely preposterous. It's never going to happen. There's like a, there's a with, with animals, there's an alpha, and then there's the, the, the ones who give in to the alpha. And your dog clearly is like the most beta dog ever. I know. It's all so the much Edinami so that, dog food that we give it. Is that what it is? Yeah. So it means? <laughs> Edinami dog food. So I guess the way it works is that they just feel her submissiveness and they want to mount her. Their instinct is to mount her and dominate her. Uh, this is the old dog I used to have was always a bad dog. And every time it was bad, I would just like kind of put her in between my legs and my arm and kind of get in like a crouching position and kind of just like put her in between me and like hold her. And so I was kind of like on top of her. I wasn't like fucking her or anything. Right. You know, she was just like on like underneath my belly, like a little cave I would make. I would just sit there for like ten minutes. And you could tell the dog at first trying to get out and then finally just kind of sub- submisses or you know, just kinda of lays down. And Whoa. it gives up. Dog is just fine, you know, it Whoa. just walks around. Weird. I don't think you're supposed to do that. I think you fucked up your dog's head. <laughs> you like you rape your dog every time it shit on the carpet. Every time it shits on the carpet, you rape it. Well, no, no, it's it's something I learned kind of from uh, Caesar. Oh, really? Like, is that what Caesar does? He fucks the yeah, dogs after Showtime. That's that's <laughs> after night Showtime version of it. No, he 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 that's says a secret. Yeah, that probably would be the best way to do it. Yeah, he said. Well, he didn't say it like that. He said that you should grab it by the back of the neck and like hold it down. Yeah. for a while. But that's pretty much what I was doing. I was pretty much getting on top of it and just kind of like getting. Like yo, I am the master here. It's the whole dog thing is crazy, man. You have these animals that listen to you, 
Right. You know, like, what the fuck? Are, what's wrong with us? There's not another animal that keeps animals that they love. Right. You know, it's weird. And we've got them engineered to be like the sweetest, nicest things ever. I mean, look at your dog, dude. Your dog is ridiculously affectionate. Right. I've never seen a dog that not just affectionate, but so needy yeah. to her. It's like Super every needy. breath. But like taking a breath, she needs that much attention. Like yeah. it's like as much as she's breathing, she right. needs someone touching her. Yeah. As much as she needs to take in air, she needs someone to touch her. It's like yeah. that extreme. It's like a, a stripper or something. Way worse. Way worse. Uh, you, does, is there any animal that has pubic hair? Never so I was thinking the other day, I was like, wouldn't it be cool if like animals had pubic hairs and like you could like <laughs> trim them or you could just get a full bush, you know, like if your cat. Well, just the, had a- the animal would have to have nothing else around it. I mean, they have pubic hair over their whole fucking body. That's basically what's going on. Yeah, kind of. Sure. But I mean, like, like even like bald eagles, if bald eagles had bushes, that, those are feathers. But I mean, like, why don't they the have fuck are you talking about, like dude? bald eagles have penises, right? Yes. Why are humans the only ones that have pe- uh, pubic hairs? Because we don't have hair on the rest of our body. There's very few animals that have you exposed skin. You see my skin. belly? Very few animals that have exposed skin. That ain't shit, dude. If you were a, if you were a coyote, I would take you to the vet. I'd be like, this poor thing is dying. Look, all his hair is missing. Yeah, what but... you think is hairy is only hairy to a hairless person. You know, I'm I'm covered in hair too. That's not uh, hairy. Is that's you're you're hairless. You just you have a little hair compared to the other hairless folks. All right. Why don't monkeys have huge bushes? They do, man. They do? They have pubic hairs. They, they do. <clears throat> they don't get long and crazy like ours because they just have different kind of hair. But they have hair around their dick and balls. <sighs> the fuck is wrong with you, son? You got to do some research before you come up with I, these crazy I, pubic hair theories. Well, I mean, they don't have bushes like that's we That's what do. I'm talking about. But Why the only do we only have, have them because bush? we don't have it anywhere else. Joey. If they, if it, like, it would be weird if like animals, you know... I mean, there's no, the only animal that's like us that has hair in, in certain parts of its body is like some some dogs. And I just wish all animals had pubic hair. Skin. Why? Brian? Why do you give be, a fuck about animal pubic hair? Is awesome. people worried about people dying of radiation poisoning in Japan and <laughs> fucking why are we in Libya? The CIA is involved in think, our life. I'm worried about animals. They should have Peta, pubic hair. Do you think PETA would exist if animals have pubic hairs? Ryan, don't let me get Bill Burr here to fucking hit you in the head with a yeah, fucking Bill, computer cock. Suck Bill Burr's, <laughs> Bill Burr's gonna fuck you off. in the ass with his He's laptop. He's training with fucking uh, Brock Lesnar right now. He's Bill Burr, get, get, get into the microphone, bro. Me, I'm right here. I'm all right. I'm yeah, straight. Exactly. Take care. My voice is fucking too big. I'll no. blow the speakers no, up. You know, I'm I got you. I got don't make me dog. call Brock Lesnar. I got your back, dog. All right, all right. What's going on? Uh, Bill Burr did a, a video where uh, he fucking talked about the thing. There's a video on YouTube. Somebody's made it six minutes long. He talked about the argument on his own for another six minutes. And at the end of it, he goes, yeah, and I was right. That's the point. That guy. That little computer guy. He doesn't know about computers. And they're trying to rip you off and take the money for the artist. They never have money for the artist. Fucking RSS feeds. You know what? You know what the thing that bugged me the most? <laughs> six minutes. This is six minutes. He talked about. This is the it. thing that bugged me the most. I've met him like four times, five times before, right? He even did. I we did a, a comedy show that the following that night. night or that night that, or night, that yeah. night we did a comedy show and oh, no, he, it was the following night. Following yeah. night, yeah. and I was like the host of the show, and I'm like, he knew that I'm a comic, also. <coughs> he knows who I am, yeah, right? Yeah. And if he's not, he's fucking whatever. So he on the beginning of the video, he goes, yeah. And so, so there's that guy, that little guy, that whatever that the, the male assistant guy, the Joe guy that Rogan's turns a, the knobs. It's a yeah. fucking uh, male assistant or something over there. Yeah. Yeah, this guy, whatever the fuck he is. Hey, fucking. Give me a gyro. Eh, come on. 
But but oh, fuck. In in the thing, ah. the thing that bugs me the most is, and I, I I was pretty baked when that argument happened. But the thing that bugged me the most about everything was my whole thing wasn't that I'm like, yeah, what Stitcher's doing is a hundred percent legal. No, what what I was saying is, if you have something on your website that that you put on your website, for right. The, that is only put on your website if you want to broadcast your stuff. If you don't want that, then take it off your website. It doesn't change anything. My right. whole argument is like, why do you have an RSS feed on your website? Why? What? 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 Why did you put it on there? Are we really having this conversation? What are you doing? No, but I we mean, already- <laughs> so my ar- yeah, but but my argument that I'm just saying, I know what your argument was. You I brought it up. Here we go again. But no, 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 no. no. <laughs> Here Look, we go. Again. I know what his argument is. I know what your argument is. I'm aware of the the general details of the disagreement. I know, but we how don't, how, don't is, to- how is what I'm saying is that's not a wrong or right thing. That's just a question, actually. I don't care. Anymore, I don't care anymore. What's way more fascinating to me is how involved you two got. That was way more fascinating. Hey, when you're getting the attacked and issue, you're just trying to explain the actual RSS issue, to somebody, the actual issue was minuscule compared to how psychologically captivating it was, and how he was genuinely getting upset, and you were getting upset too. And I was trying to mediate because I, I genuinely did see both sides. I genuinely did. But what I couldn't understand is how you guys were getting so goddamn upset. And then when I would bring it up, people would be like, oh, this is a fucking new spot, Joe Rogan. The Joe Rogan from 1994 would have fucking stabbed somebody by now. I'm like, we, we, we didn't even know each other back then, man. You're just assuming. You're assuming I would have done that. Well, you know what? It was just, to me, it was like, I, I've already said the same yeah. thing five times. I, I, I can't say anything I else about that. I couldn't get you guys to stop. It was fascinating. <laughs> you were like two dogs. Bark, 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 bark. Shut up. Bark, 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 bark. Stop. And there stop also barking. there also comes to a point where you are like feel like you're talking to your mom doing email. That's how I f- I get about certain things. Well, about- you didn't. You must have saw his point a little bit. No, I see what he's saying, but that's not what I'm. Mm-hmm. I'm saying I'm not saying I agree with him or disagree with well, him on that. He wasn't willing to listen to what you were saying about the whole concept of an RSS feed, right. which stands for really simple syndication. Right. And what's syndication yeah. mean? You want to syndicate? Yeah. What's that mean? It's you want to spread it out to as many people as possible. Absolutely, so you make it available on your website. Absolutely, but the real problem was he, the, the real he, problem is iTunes numbers, and that's what he really wants to say is that Stitcher was helping it, hurting his iTunes numbers, and probably that he doesn't know what an RSS feed, why it's on his website. If he wants people to go to his website, take off your RSS feed. That's all you have to do. Make don't make your RSS feed public. Just give it to iTunes only. Hide your RSS feed, and then everyone will come to your website, and you'll have your iTunes only. Well, thing. we do Bam. one. We do one better than that. We allow people to download it not just on Stitcher. But I allow people to download it directly. Yeah. So the, the moment it goes live, I have a download link. So I don't want you have to wait just so my iTunes numbers will be higher. Like to, to me, all that matters is that you get it out there. You don't get cookies for being number three or number four. Well, you know, it's cute. It's nice to see the number. But what's important to me is just that it gets distributed to as many people as possible, as easily as possible. Some people don't like fucking with iTunes. Right. There's some dudes who love the Zune, you know? I heard the new Zune's pretty <coughs> badass. I think they stopped making them, bro. Oh, did they? Yeah. <laughs> I lied out my ass trying to, trying to. I mean, there's some people that have just little MP3 players, those little flash MP3 players with like a little. You know, I mean, it's like you gotta have it available for everything and anybody. Yeah. You know, droids I, and especially when and, it's it's if it's a free thing that you just want to get out your podcast to people. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not doing like Doug Benson where you're charging money. You're just trying to get your podcast. You're just to calling people. out Doug Benson. I can't believe. No, you, I mean, dude. Do, what the, the the honest thing is the future of podcasts. How are podcasters going to make money? What Doug is doing is pretty. Interesting. He's charging money now for like certain shows. I'm, I don't think it's every show. I think it's like he has like certain shows. I think Marin does that too. He yeah, it's like uh, some thing where you become like some super member or some shit. Right. 
I mean, yeah. I honestly think the, the the only way really to make money is to get sponsors. You know, and yeah, I that's think, the way. You got to get a lot of li- a lot of listeners and get sponsors. That's right. the way to do it. Right. I think I, that, agree. I think because I think we've just reached this time on the internet we have to look at the music industry we have to see look the music industry has changed it's not that people started stealing and taking shit from from the music industry it's that that happened and that's yeah. there was no way to stop that yeah. so the music industry has to reorganize refigure out how they do it and that's going to happen with everything and you can't fucking stop it you just got to go with what you think is going to happen and that's like podcasting no one knows what's happening with podcasting but you have to pretty much go with what you can do right now well and we don't also try to have the luxury stop anything we also have the luxury of doing other things. You know, right. I have the luxury of not having to rely completely on my podcast with, with the UFC and with doing stand up, especially with doing stand up. Right. Because the podcast definitely enhances the stand up. Insanely. And, and also just look at Philly. I mean, Philly, you just sold out all of Philly, right? Yeah, it's sold out. It's, it's two insane. weeks from now. I mean, how, when was the last time that happened? It's not, it wasn't happening like that before. It's like that everywhere now. Yeah. Seattle last weekend was fucking crazy, man. 1,800 people. And when I asked them, I'm like, how many of you guys listen to the podcast? It was like the whole crowd. It was right. the, the 100% of the crowd. Do you get that now, Joey? I get people yelling out, do Joe Diaz Marketing has changed completely. And with music, what's really going on with music is that they had to give it away. So now you you make money performing. But these bitches can't perform. Yeah, there's they a lot of perform. them that are faking it. Sorry, they can't perform. That's the music That's, the, that's what happened to music. Music got real, bitch. Auto-tune over their voice and shit. You know, the Almond Brothers could show up with three white guys and fucking rock it. So can let it skin it. There's new bands they can't do it. The organist shit don't come through that good. You know, that shit don't come through that good. I want to go see fucking the Black Eyed Peas to sing songs. Four fucking people to sing one fucking song. Boom, 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 boom. boom. Really? 80 fucking dollars for the worst ticket to see that nonsense? There's no musicians, dog. There's so not that many. The Black Keys are pretty fucking badass. So they can't you ever do listen nothing. to the Black Keys? Yeah, but they can't do I fucking love the Black Keys. Seriously, I can't get enough. Like, anything they do, I fucking love. They're the shit. They're, they're on the right frequency. They're on the yeah. real frequency. Well, they're real musicians. Listen, they're, real they're musicians. musicians. Yeah. The guy, listen, the king of the musicians right now is the guy Dave Grohl. There's yeah. no better musician that's lived it, spit it, and his band. The band, the, the Foo Fighters, they're as bad because they're students of the fucking game. Yeah. Prince went to Vegas two years ago and did a, a show of requests. Really? Can you imagine anything you hit Prince with? He's going to play. From wow. Willie Nelson to fucking Billy Idol. So people yell it out in the crowd and he would just do 500 it? 500 a ticket. Come God and yell, bitch. damn. Come and yell, bitch. Aerosmith. And people were going. Performers at the end started flying out there just because I want to get on stage. This motherfucker's going, what do you want to wow. hear? Come together, the Beatles. Ready? One, two, three, four. Bow, bow, down, 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 down. That's, that's, a fucking, that's why he was getting a nickel or fucking ticket or whatever wow. he was getting. These tickets are outrageous now for these bands to Prince go on the road. Prince is the real deal. He's a real musical genius, you know? He put out a lot of bad songs, unfortunately. He, there's a lot of his songs that are just... Listen, he was experimenting with everything yeah, in but the world. He still... He they had were some sucking his dick and he was jams. getting an idea. Oh, he had some great jams, bro. Jams. Jams. There's a, I mean, he took chances. So the, some of them didn't come out. A lot of them a chance, and some of them he's very self indulgent. So his style is, you know, and sometimes he gets caught up in what he's doing. But when he hit it, Erotic City, come on, son, come on, come on, <coughs> son, that's a great goddamn song. I, that was my during high school. There was a uh, they were trying to get that as our high school senior song, Erotic City. We were it was a write in, you know. So we were all trying to like organize it, and then someone listened to it. Someone who worked for the school doesn't do it. <laughs> that was the end of that. Oh, it's fucking amazing. He's done some great shit. And that's what's really going on now. 
So everybody's adopted All to this shit. All of my hang-ups are gone. But it's amazing that somebody told me this two I years ago. Felt this thing. And I really experienced it last year in Irvine. Last year in Irvine was when I seen the fruition of what, what you've been doing. Somebody told me that now, because of the internet and Twitter and all the podcasts, that people want the full experience. And I didn't really see it till last July. If you notice, last July is when I changed everything about my Twitter, my Facebook. I changed everything about it because I paid more attention to it. How come? I understand now where you were coming from. And there's no more. I see what Ralphie May's doing. I see what you're doing. He's wasting his fucking time. When he flies into a city a week before two days to do radio, that's a waste of time. That's old hat. Yeah, that's old You're school. staying at home. You don't the, have to the, do the, it. The, 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 the thing about this game is to to make the most money for the least amount of work. That's why I don't like flying. Well, it's not just night. that. It's not just that. It's but that's communicate with you as have, many people as you right, can. But you have a wife. You have children. I don't want you in Nebraska on a Monday doing some radio show for what? Well, I never did that anyway. No, I, wouldn't I understand. Done, I, I would never do it. But I would look, just, at, uh, look what you do with a blink of a fucking button. Yeah. You added an extra show in Australia three weeks ago with a blink of a button. Yeah, in a couple hours. A couple hours. Yeah, That's we put together a show on a Thursday night or and uh, whatever the fuck the it was. And I seen the fruition of it. You've been talking about it for years. It all came fruition with the podcast, the blog, the Twitter, and... You know, I've become an expert now at the Twitters. Now I know how to do it more. You got to give them something and then tweet something. Yeah. Give them something. Not every fucking stupid joke that comes out of your fucking mind. Because everybody <laughs> thinks if you're a monologist, you're going to die on Twitter. Right. Because you got to sell the fucking joke. If you're going to make a mind joke on Twitter, it's not going to go nowhere sometimes. But right. If you talk about your situation on Twitter and then talk about a free show or a show and then your situation, it's different. I answer yeah. every fucking body on Twitter. I try to fuck with people on Twitter. You know, my Twitter is a lot... On Facebook, I got more Christians. I got nephews on there, <laughs> nieces, so I can't... You know, I still throw out the blunt of life. You know I me. Mean? I don't give a fuck. Get over it, bitch. Every now and then, you hit them with it? I got to hit them with something every morning, just to wake the morning up. And they got to look at your shit, the yeah. little 13-year-old. And they go ask their mother... Look what Uncle Joey wrote on his Twitter today, what's Mommy. The, what's Uncle the blunt Joey. of life? You ain't high by two in the afternoon. Go, go fuck, fuck yourself. yourself. That's the truth, dog. Oh. That t- those t-shirts, by the way, folks, they're being printed right now. The if you ain't high by two in the afternoon, go fuck yourself. Ari Sophia told me we ordered up a couple thousand. Even if he didn't know Joe Diaz, he would still buy one because this shirt is that cool. It's so strong. It's, it's so a strong. Cool. Have you seen the the photo? Yeah, I seen the photo. It's a, such a strong shirt. And so the strong. saying is so strong. Yeah, the, the, the whole when thing you said it, it, we repeated it like four times because it was so funny. Something. And it was the weirdest thing because the guy and I'm gonna tell the story now. The guy I was smoking with had won an Oscar for fucking 3D and shit for Star Wars. His name is Dykstra. Oh, yeah? And I did Spider-Man 2, and Dykstra was the, the guy in charge of all the fucking crazy 3, 3D guy. The special effects. The special mean. effects. His name is Dykstra. Not, not 3D. 3D. Whatever it was. Mean, like, uh, special yeah, CGI. Effects. And he's a genius. Yeah. He's a fucking genius when you talk to him. And he has a little daughter. If you watch Spider-Man 2, after I stick up for Spider-Man, there's a little girl on the train that says, me too. That's his daughter. And his daughter was telling everybody on the train to suck her dick when she was 12. <laughs> suck my dick, though. That's my father. Shut up. Sit down. Fuck really? you. But the only really? one she dug was me because I would give it to her. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's up? Sit down. Who do you think you're talking to? Joey Bananas? Blah, blah, blah. Uh, so Ramey, I was so big that they wouldn't put me on the train. They'd just go check in. So I'd come into Spider-Man. I'd check in. And then I'd go eat and go to my room. they put me in a room, not even in a trailer. So I would go to my room and smoke pot. I told you about this. I'd go get Ramey. i go, Ramey. Somebody keeps smoking dope in my room. You better get to the bottom of this. <laughs> and he would go, Joey, I don't know. And it was me the whole time. So, <laughs> so one day, Dykstra figured it out. He goes, there's nobody smoking dope ah! in your room. You think you're getting over on him? It's fucking me. Where is it? 
So oh, that's go, hilarious. I go to behind the building. So we go behind the building like one day with smoke, and we go behind the building again the one day with smoke, and the third day comes, some fucking PA comes. You know how they get sometimes? She right. was like an older woman, like right. 42. Oh, and she no. came back, and she's seen us, and she goes, Let, uh, whatever, they're looking for you. Are you smoking pot? <laughs> What's wrong with you? And I sat, like, for a minute, I got all like, but there is something wrong with me. <laughs> What's wrong with me? What's wrong with you? If you were fucking high, you wouldn't be worrying about us not smoking high. It was like 10, 15 in the morning. That's right. what she meant to say. It's 10 o'clock in the morning. How the hell can you be smoking pot? Are you really smoking pot? Why wouldn't you? And that's what we came up with that thing from. I mean, fuck, what's wrong with you? <laughs> what the fuck is wrong with me? What's wrong with you, bitch? You ain't high. That's the fucking problem. If you were high, you wouldn't worry about me smoking dope. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing where people want to stop you from doing something because they think it's an indulgence, you know, that you're, you're being weak. You're indulging, you know? My wife said to me two days ago, she goes, you know what the funny thing is? At 5.30 in the morning, I didn't hear the alarm go off, but I heard you do a lot of bong hit. <laughs> That's when you know. That's you, hilarious. My wife told me Tuesday morning. She goes, "You know, I didn't hear the alarm, but I definitely heard your bong hit." Ah! I was you got a bong in the bedroom? I got a bong in the office. In the office. Off. So you step off into the office and fire it up. <laughs> oh, when I get up, I brush my teeth, I piss, I put the coffee on, I feed the cats, and I go right for that. I pray for ten minutes. You wake and bake like a motherfucker. Not huh? right. I used to wake and bake. That fucks up your whole day. Now you wait five minutes. I gotta eat a little oatmeal. <laughs> right. I gotta eat a little oatmeal. Balance <laughs> out the body. I eat a little cantaloupe to balance. Out the pH, yeah, to get the fucking bottles moving. Cantaloupe, hmm. I think it does scientific? fuck me up if what you does? take it if you yeah. take and bake. It fucks me the whole day. It fucks you up your whole day. I mean, fucks up your whole day. People. Once you smoke weed, you're pretty <laughs> much not the same a, for the rest of the I've day. I've done it a thousand times. I'm the king of it. I ain't gonna lie to you. But by eleven o'clock, you're like, I fucked up. <laughs> when you call the doctor's office, you're like, I ain't gonna happen. Do you t- how many days do you take off on a regular? Weed. What take off? What you never what, take what, any days fuck, off. Fuck for what? I took <laughs> off when I went to prison. That was long enough. Eight fucking months without smoking weed. I had to pop acid and fucking sneaking around and So you you're addicted to it. I'm not addicted to it. I just can't. I'm ahead, dog. I'm the real deal. You're I'm the real deal. I'm ahead. I ahead. like to smoke dope. That's my bag. Some people are alcoholics, some people like to drink. I can't imagine a life without weed. I, I've been smoking since I was 14. Have you ever thought maybe because you, you can't imagine it because you don't remember it? No, I can't imagine it. No, the first, first of all, Red Man, I'm the real fucking deal. I remember I everything. know you're the real deal. So, so uh, I just like smoking weed. The people I grew, the type of person I grew up with when I went to Colorado, I was around a lot of heads. They like weed. They enjoy weed. When I got home yesterday and I seen that that... That thing was 31%. I tweeted it, and 10 people got back to me that said, go drive up from San Diego. That's a head. That's not a kid that says, oh, my God, I got the, what's the name of that movie? Pineapple Express. No. There's certain weed that's got a name that you just smoke it to be cool. Then there's the shit. What's this stuff again called? It's called Matt's Number 1 OG. Matt's Number 1 OG. Is Matt like like some famous grower or something? No, no, no. Matt is the guy that owns Cushmart. So when he took over Cushmart, he bought that brand and wanted to grow for him. And this is a hybrid? It's a hybrid. And he's got the Snoop Dogg that's a 28%. That's This, this stuff might be the perfect weed. It well, might be the greatest weed ever. I smoked it, and I realized when I smoked it the other day, I've been going to INOCC, and I've been buying $50 fucking eights. And I realized that the pot was good. And some days when I buy a gram, like by 6 o'clock, half the gram was gone. I'm smoking too much pot in a bond. That's too much. <laughs> when I hit weed, and I remember that, how I started this diet was with Matt's OG. When you smoked it in the morning, the sativa would take over your mind so quickly that I had to get out of the house before my head blew up. And I would have to get on the bike. And I would just get on the bike and pedal because I thought there was somebody <laughs> chasing me. And that's how I lost 100 fucking pounds on that bike <sighs> smoking the Matt's OG. Because the sativa wouldn't speed you up like cocaine. It speeds you up and it, gra- it control you. 
and it went from being a sativa into methodically like an indica. It was the weirdest thing. People don't understand the sativa actually makes you ambitious. People think that it's the people who look at pot and they look at people being you know potheads being like unambitious and lazy. Sativa makes me way more ambitious. It makes me aware of the consequences of not working as hard as you can and how you feel. You know, it makes me super sensitive to my own actions, positive or negative. So it makes me super sensitive to doing things that I should be doing as far as like getting work done, as far as like, you know, writing and performing and, you know, and, and, and doing podcasts. And it, I don't ever cancel podcasts, man. You know, I have to, I'd have to be sick as fuck and I don't get sick very often. So we do them. You know, it's like sativa makes me, you know, hyper aware. And when I'm hyper aware, I'm, I'm more diligent. You know, so I think it makes me more ambitious. But do you guys think if you had, if you wanted to take a month off, do you think you could possibly easily do it? Sure, I've done that. Uh, I haven't taken a month off, but I've taken weeks off. I could take a couple of days off, but why? Just to see if you can do it. <laughs> I don't see the I mean, fucking purpose. What you, is this, fear factor? No, no, no here's, uh, a, here's, a, here's a purpose. I tried, I, I thought about it, and I said, for what? You while. smoke a shitload of weed, you have to be spending a shitload Let of me money. Tell you something. I smoke a shitload of weed, and the people around me smoke a shitload. I get it, dog. It's really weird that the people around me are into it like I'm into it, like the tight people. Well, we all have fun together. And what people don't understand about marijuana is that they think it's some sort of an escape. It's an enhancement. It's not an escape. We're living in the same world you're living in, man. It's just more fun when you're high. It's really that simple. And it's not ruining your body. It's bullshit. It's and I'm not salt saying and pepper it's for on you. Your steak. No, it, it ain't for you. It ain't for Tate. Tate can't smoke weed. You know, Stanhope doesn't like weed. There's a lot of our friends don't like weed. That's all well and good, man. It's fine. Yeah. You know, I don't like I mean, I've been smoking weed so much that, I mean, I could take a couple days off. I could take probably a week off. I've probably taken a week off recently. But but the the idea of taking a month off is so foreign to me that I almost want to do it just to see what happens. Like, almost blog about it. You'd become a Republican. You start watching Bill O'Reilly. I I have no idea. He's right. We do have to be afraid of Mexicans. I haven't stopped smoking weed since 14, 15. I'll tell you what Uh, point in my life I'm in my weed career. I can't write anymore when I get really high. Like, really? Yeah, like when I get up in the morning and I get high, it's to go on Twitter and Facebook and make adjustments here and get my day ready. And, right. But like now when I write, I try to be a little straighter. Really? When I work out, I got to blaze, dog. If I could get an edible, I got to get an edible. In me. I love working out stoned. That is my life. That was how I did it 30 it years great. ago. I love not remembering what set it is. And I know my shoulders are on fire. You know what I'm saying? I love the fact that if I get, if I don't get high, I'll still work out an hour, and I'll still do a good job. But if I work, if I get high, I'll work out an hour forty. It's just a little tighter. I'll, I'll concentrate on my kicks. I'll concentrate on the form. Yeah, you know, I know what you mean. I yeah. try to do everything. I, I when I kick the bag when I'm high, usually I don't. Oh, what usually, a great feeling! Usually I don't. Usually oh, the other I, I kick the pole holding the bag by mistake. I won't. Do it. Aye, oh aye, yeah, aye. a left aye. roundhouse with the fucking anchor around the pole. But I like getting on the bike stones because yeah, I don't think yeah. about it. I like getting I do on the, the elliptical stone. The elliptical stone is yeah. a fucking different world. You know how many people roll stoned jujitsu? Oh, you have to. Everybody does. No, no, no. Not especially you Eddie's classes. Eddie's classes is like you walk in that room, you smell reefer. You smell, everyone smells like reefer. There's like half of his fucking students are high as fuck when you they're taking class. A, you eat a piece of banana cake and you go to yoga. Oh, mm. yeah. God, my God. Well, do you know that that's McKenna used to say my that that's what yoga God. was invented for? My what yoga was God. invented for was maximizing cannabis. 
It was you. My these people God. would be eating cannabis, and when they were eating it, they realized how good it felt when you hold your body in certain positions. You have when no you're idea. High. You have no fucking yeah. idea. So they came up with this like connection to spirituality through eating cannabis and holding these poses, these difficult poses. Fucking amazing. Yeah, because something I don't know what it is about the energy of the pose that makes you go into some some state when you're high as fuck. But it really does. Even if when you're sober, man, I've done yoga sober, and after it's over, I felt high. Well, the breathing. The breathing intent, the breathing that's going through your body, yeah. you're focusing so much on the breathing. When I go in and I eat a little piece of banana bread, because it's 8.30 in the morning when I got to go to yoga. Oh, my goodness. So I got to start blazing at 7.30. But by the time How I long does it take to, for a banana bread to hit you? 20 minutes. 20 minutes. 25 minutes, and I kick in a little half a J to get everything going. By, by 10 after 9, I'm in downward dog. I'm in fucking... Pigeons, I'm in fucking, <laughs> and it's and it's. You think about your breathing is is so beautiful when you're high. I want you ever go in the water and you have like a, and you could hear your breathe, like right now. Yes. Yeah. When you do yoga, you can hear. If you hear that, you've reached it. Right. You've reached that level in that position. Right. And with the weed, it makes it a lot easier for me. I'm a loser. I, I know. I ain't no, gonna lie no, to you. No. You ain't a loser. But the I know edible what you're is about, man. brilliant. Well, like I said, that's the reason why yoga may have very well been invented, according to McKenna. They, he believes they were they invented yoga to maximize the the the, the effects of eating cannabis. It's some. I've gotten high playing basketball. I've gotten high lifting weights. There's nothing like eating a little bit of weed and going to yoga, even if it's a basic class, just to focus on your breathing. I do it every Tuesday. Like tomorrow, I can I got to rush and then go to the airport, but okay. I'll do it. And I'll eat an edible in the morning because I have nothing else. And it is just fucking brilliant. My body. Randy Parsons, your good friend. Ryan. Ryan, Ryan Parsons was at the gym one day at, at Justin's, and there was an argument going on between trainers. And these guys were white guys. They weren't heads. And the guy was saying that he's been telling all his clients to, if please, after their workouts, their weight workouts, to smoke a little reefer because it's uh, anti-inflammatory. And it works better than anything else, even like the lettuce and shit. It pulls the acid out of your muscles. Lettuce? Like lettuce. When you eat lettuce, it pulls the acid out of your muscles. When it does? you work out, something like that. Acid does something, uh, lettuce does something after you work out. Oh, okay. Take the acid out of your muscles so they can recover or something. Okay. Well, this guy was talking about. The weed me. does that. Weed's an anti inflammatory? Yes. Really? And that they're scared to tell people because we'll go fucking crazy. Well, it kind of makes sense <laughs> if it's a painkiller. If, if people uh, enjoy it for uh, pain. It kind of makes sense that it would also be, you know, for inflammation. He said it's really good for your joints. Yeah. To do something with the. Well, that's one of the reasons uh, they prescribe it for arthritis. Arthritis. Yeah. yeah. People, a lot of people that have chronic arthritis. Like I've talked to people that said that they they literally couldn't move, and then they would smoke <laughs> weed, and then all of a sudden they could walk around, like they could function. You know, it allowed them to be to be mobile. I don't know, man. It makes sense. I mean, uh, it, it helps a lot of people in a lot of different ways. It's just a shame that we have to pretend that something wrong with it. If ma and people want to think it's a, not a big deal, like why do you guys talk about weed all the time, you fucking losers? Like, first of all, we're not losers, and don't be mean. And second of all, it is a fucking important issue, man. It is important. We know ourselves how it affects us. We know ourselves how much uh, how much more aware. Thank God you turned his mic off, right? <laughs> still could hear. It. Still could hear. It. That's what not I like a from gallon weed, of But what snot, I wanted man. from weed twenty years ago. Is not what I want from weed today. You wanted escape twenty years ago. Um, I like to. I, I, I'm an only child, so I love living in my head, guys. You give me a fuck. You let me get in my head. You're a dead man. Really? You know what I'm yeah. You let me get in my. I'm an only child. I'm breaking fucking down in no time. I've no. I know what it is to be in a closet playing GI Joes, making up your whole world at Disneyland is outside your fucking closet. I'm an only child. 
I know how to get the party started in my fucking head. That's why I like being alone. Have you ever noticed that? You give me weed and an iPod, you go fuck yourself. <laughs> Never mind two o'clock. You go fuck yourself. Yeah. I could, I'm one of those guys. That Joey will vanish sometimes. I could go on an island solo. I like, I enjoy, I, I don't I don't creep out in my skin. I well, like. listen, man, that's a be- beautiful quality in comparison to the alternative. The alternative is someone who needs people around them all the time and needs attention all the time. And everybody knows how goddamn annoying that is. I it's love... rare that someone's as extroverted as you, but also... I guess it's just a balance. It's a yin and yang, right? You, you need that downtime, too. I really enjoy my... I never enjoyed this throughout my life. I always thought you had to be moving when that's what kills people. People don't make enough time for themselves. themselves. Yeah. And what's that? Not a trip to Jamaica. One hour. Well, people don't, don't, don't make enough... Well, it's hard. you got to manage your life correctly, too, to get to a position where you can enjoy things. Because some people, they're just scratching every week, man. Every week is scratching, trying to get ahead, can't get no fucking traction, trying to figure it all out. That's a tremendous amount of stress. You know, last you night, know? Ari came over, and we were smoking the Mats OG. And it was uh, 10 after 6 or something. And we heard this bell. Bing. Bing, and it's the Mexican ice cream man. And it is the best ice cream you'll ever have. It's Dairy Queen vanilla ice cream, and he makes a delicious banana split. I've been there for a year, not one brown spot in a banana. Fresh <laughs> mint. And it's funny that he said to me, you get so much enjoyment from that ice cream truck. Your life is what you make enjoyment. I'm not filthy loaded, but I get off on that fucking ice cream man coming. When I went, to New, York, when I went to New York, I talked to Ralphie, and he's in this hotel in the city, and... I got this and that. I'm in fucking Fort Lee at the drum. How come tree. Ralphie doesn't use the internet? Because he feels that his clientele yeah, doesn't use the internet. What? I don't know. That's the answer. That's he the gave most me. ridiculous thing ever. He's found the one percent of the population that isn't online. I mean, who the fuck so, isn't online? That's so silly. It's just really weird. That that, so, that, that who's not online now? That expression is so true. That expression is so true. One man's chicken is another man's gumbo. Yeah. You know, the other night I did a show in the city, and all my friends were like, let's go to Chinatown. Let's do this. No, fucking Chinatown sucked. That place Man. sucked. My place in Ridgefield Park, Chan's Dragon Inn, still the pound for pound leader in old school Chinese food. You got to eat four <laughs> egg rolls, shrimp and lobster sauce. It has the pork in it. Old school with the noodles. Old school, dog. Old school. Thirty. I've been going there since 1979 to get steak on a stick when I was a sophomore. Steak on a high stick? Pizza in a cup. They have one of the best poo-poo platters in the nation. Why platter? is Chinese food Wait so good on the East Coast? Is China closer? It is, right? The East, closer <coughs> to know. New York. Must be. You can get great Chinese food out here, but it's not consistent. Not everything is good. I go to a place that the pork fried rice, you think you're in the Bronx. But don't get the shrimp and garlic sauce and lobster Cantonese. You feel like you're eating it with a white dude named Chan. Lobster Cantonese. Nobody that's, goes that's, down. That's that's I ordered it last week Come in the on, city dog. out of respect. Lobster Cantonese you know, is a rare one. You, know, you don't people, get that everywhere. Some people got to eat pasta rails. You and I both know you take a little train to fucking the Bronx and you find the mom and pop store. And for fourteen ninety five, you get a spaghetti and clam sauce. Then oh. your dick will get hard. Then you oh. offer the guy a hundred bucks, so you could sleep in the back for an hour. Yeah, well, I know this. When I lived in New Rochelle, we used to go to Frank and John's. I know this. So, Frank and John's in New Rochelle. There's this. Uh, when I lived in New Rochelle, there's this old school Italian place. The the fucking food was so good. It was right down the street from me. I never ate anywhere else. I barely could afford to eat there every day, but I I, I scraped by every day, barely affording it. Are you drinking more? You're Just a, a little something. Animal. We gotta finish this. That's it. We're going to Portland, Oregon. You, you, you need to do Portland. a blackout cast. Oh yeah, me, Joey. to let to let everybody know, Portland, Portland, Oregon, baby. We're it's all the shows are uh, almost sold out, and uh, we're there Thursday, Friday, and Saturday at Helium Comedy Club, and it's gonna be fun as fuck. 
I, I can't wait. I'm, I've never done like a long weekend in Portland. I've only done like one night there. We were there for a UFC. I did one night in Portland. So I'm gonna have I a good fucking it. time. There's great food. There's great great strip clubs. We got no radio, so we're going out. Yeah, we got no radio. And You're helium, helium is the shit. Salute. And we got to run to south. Nonstop comedy. Sued. Nonstop yeah, jobs. Put that lid on. Comedy tonight. Brian Callen is going to be down there at Sal's. Doug Benson. Doug Benson's going to be down there at Sal's, Sal's Comedy Hall in Hollywood, which is this really, you're going to see it and you're going to go, really? Are we in the right fucking place? It says Vienna Cafe outside. It doesn't even have a sign that says Sal's Comedy Hall. Yeah, it's this it's big yellow. the most low-rent ghetto setup ever, but it's growing. And uh, eventually, he's moved, well, he's doing construction. He's going to have the back room. It's going to be much better and bigger. And so this is just a spot. He had a nice spot in La Brea, and he's a cool guy, and he was always cool to comics. And so we did. You you recorded a CD. It's going to be didn't great you? there. It's Would you ever do with that CD that you recorded there? I couldn't use it. No, it was garbage. No, what happened? What was wrong? It was really weird, Joe, because uh, if you notice, after that, I changed everything. Really? I hate listening to myself or watching myself. Let's get this out of the way. I got boxes of shit at the house. People give me. Hey, but I taped you. I don't want to see myself. Not at all. And I, and I thought there was a problem. And then one night I watched uh, Johnny Depp on Letterman. And, and Letterman said to him, so after the thing, he goes, no, 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 no. After I shoot, it's over. I don't watch myself. And he goes, really? And I felt, okay, I'm not the only retard. I don't like nothing about that. That's mm. why I never listened to myself doing stand-up. I can't take my voice. But after I taped that special and I listened to it, I was so ashamed of myself that I made notes and shit. And really? really helped me. And, and, and I still, I, I bring the, the iPod out and I tape myself on short sets during the week. I'm up to like six minutes and I got to shut it off. You know, I can't listen to the whole thing. It's unbearable. It's hard to listen to, listen to, to yourself, but it's good. It's unbearable. good because, like what you said, how you you force yourself to just reevaluate. Just that one listening of yeah. six, five years twisted. You got to do that, man. You got to do that. You can't just take it on the audience's reaction. You got to judge it as if you're a comic listening to another comic too. You know, when I when I listen to my stuff, I go, hmm, what? Do, how would I feel about this? Is this funny to me? You know, I, I listen to it and I, you know, do, forget about how the audience is laughing. How does this make me think? What does this make me? Do I think this is the right way to do this bit? Should I shorten this part? Is this too verbose? Is this too this? Is this too that? And when you do that, man, everything gets tighter and stronger. You focus on it. It's uncomfortable, though. It's a terrible feeling. You feel like you're... It's a weird thing, man, because the same... The energy that brings you to be creative, the energy that brings you to smash it on stage... That is not a selfish energy. People think it is because it seems like it is because you're on stage going, what the fuck, cocksucker, and everyone's laughing. and cr But to do it right, to be tuned into those people, really, you have to be almost selfless. You have to be you have to be tuned in this crazy way where it's all just about this fun that we're having. It's not about me. It ain't about me. You know what I'm saying? So it's like the opposite that you would get from... Like someone who like listens to themselves like, yeah, I'm the shit. Listen to me. I'm the shit. It's almost like you know that that's the poison. That thinking like that is the poison that takes away the magic. Because if you start thinking you're the shit, you start thinking, you know, that you're something special. and You lose your whole connection with the magic, you know? So that's one of the reasons why you, you feel uncomfortable. You don't want to listen. And you don't want to be that guy who wants to get, get in my car. Listen to my new uh, this oh. my, my set last night. Oh. Tell, me, tell me what I did, oh. you know? You ever been in someone's car oh. and they make you listen to their fucking routine? Oh. Tell me about this new bit. Is there anything you could add to this? Like, oh, Jesus. I wrote this dude. joke. I want to try it. Oh, like, no. Don't, don't no. try it. I'll just say it on stage and then I can yeah. give you my output. But who yes. the fuck am I to do? Don't judge try. I've never tried. I don't try it's a in shit your on fucking anybody. Heart, bro. Yeah, you say it or you don't say it. You know, if you, just the idea that you're trying it out. 
Look, it ain't a fucking weapon, all right? It's a goddamn joke. Do it on a stage. Do it on a stage. Take your goddamn chances. And the more you do that, the more you know what the fuck's going to work in the first place. You don't have to talk to people about stuff like that. You know, it's crazy because with me, I have a hard time writing if I'm not in the zone. Mm. When I'm with people, like, I like getting pissed off to a degree before I go on stage. Like, I like getting a little pissed off or something. I make yeah, you get mad. Something. You get, like, fake arguments with people. I want to do that. One time, Eddie Bravo, we were all in the, the back at the, the House of Blues. He's like, you guys with your fucking bullshit. You're fucking me. And Eddie's like, why is Joey getting upset? I'm like, he's just got to put himself in that place. Put myself in that place. He's not really mad at us. No, I'm not mad at nobody. But I he, just, he's getting I need something. I need something. You fucking guys. I need you something. Fucking, oh, I need to use a vaporizer. <laughs> Listen, cocksucker. <laughs> I was smoking weed with an apple when I was five. Yeah. It's <laughs> just really crazy how when I'm around you guys, sometimes... Just being mad makes me say something. You're like, Joey, you got to fucking say that on stage. <laughs> yeah. And I'll forget for a month. I'll forget. And you guys are like, Joey, did you say that on fucking stage yet? I'm like your I like fucking... when you guys got to force me. You I'm know, like, like your records keeper. I'm always bro, coming up you to you about say stuff. that shit. Did you, did you, do you still doing that thing about uh, dead dick? You still doing that thing? Yeah, about the soldier. Yeah. <laughs> Don't say anymore. <laughs> These people must see that on stage. Oh. When you did that, we have that video still. Do you have that video? You gotta do something with that video, but just even if it's for internal use only, I need to see that set. Get me that set, please, Brian. I thought please. I sent it to you already. No, you didn't. You didn't. Get me that set, Joey from from Brea. It was last night, right? It was Sunday night. Well, it was yeah. Sunday night. Yeah. yeah, Jesus fucking Christ! I've never seen anybody kill harder than that. The only thing that was closer to someone killing harder than that was when you killed in Vegas at the Mandalay Bay Theater. Holy shit. When you were doing that bit about fucking having that fist fight with the nun, holy shit. I might not have ever laughed that hard at anything ever in my whole life. It was the funniest thing I've ever seen. You know, we missed the comedy store. And that's the bad thing because during the week, that's what you enjoyed. Laughing at each other. Laughing at each other. And that that really took away from my career because you see Bill Burr going on a Tuesday. Yeah. And want to die. You know, he don't care. He's so confident. He's like, stand up and you want to try different things. And, you know, we always get into conversations nostalgic about the store and the, at the end they were cunts and whatever. But, you know, I don't take away the truth from anything. That's what's really lacking. I wish we had. And Sal's is becoming Sal's that. Sal's is becoming that. You know, we just need some more people to go down there and support. I've been out of town on Wednesdays. We've got a plenty plenty of people. Bill Burr was by last week. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, yeah, Sarah yeah. Silverman was by the week before. And it's Doug Benson's coming down all the time. Steve Renazizi came and crushed it. Cat Sam Williams Tripoli came and crushed it. Really? Cat Williams on that I need to meet that dude. I still never met that dude. I don't even know where he is. Is he in jail? I don't know. I'm a big fan of that dude. That dude makes me laugh. He makes me laugh like very few dudes. He's one of my top favorite guys to watch. That was funny. Like if someone sends me a clip. Someone sends me a clip and says like, hey, check out this Cat Williams clip. That fucking thing where he was going after Steve Harvey... Oh shit, that's funny. And one of the things he accentuates something, and as he accentuates it, he slides across the room like he's kicking someone in the nuts. And as he does it, he goes, "I'm a little nigga. I fight dirty." And he slides, <laughs> slides on the stage with his little foot up in the air like he's kicking somebody in the balls. <laughs> I remember one. He's night a we wild dude, about man. He makes me laugh hard. <clears throat> we were talking about him in Irvine, and you. Yeah. Like, you have no idea the numbers he does. Oh, he does crazy he does, numbers. He, does. he goes, you know that place where we go to the UFC? He does that. He does the Pearl at the Palms. That's like 5,000 seats. That's a big-ass place. They have big bands there. Cat Williams sells that fucker out, man. And there's pictures of him in the casino with like fur coats on and shit and diamonds. He's hilarious, man. He, that dude really makes me laugh because he's just going for it all the time. He's not trying to be anything other than he is. He's just trying to be funny. He's just going for it all the time, going for the funny, going for the funny. And he's fucking good, dude. 
He does a funny thing about fucking Shaquille O'Neal trying to be a cop. Dude, it's fucking hilarious. It's about how Shaquille O'Neal's three-year-old was his height. <laughs> it's, oh, 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 that dude, it's so funny, man. was that special. And that thing that he did on Michael Jackson, that made him a star. When you watch that bit on YouTube, you watch that and you see the black people, they don't even know how to act because he's saying yeah. the truth. Yeah. See, the truth is a motherfucker. When you say it the right way on stage, even if it's wrong what he was saying, where's Michael Jackson? He's probably smelling little baby's booty holes or something. That <laughs> yeah. is a classic fucking line. And he just runs from there with it, guys. Yeah, he... And he runs with it. And he, he says, attacked. When was the last time you seen Michael Jackson with a woman? Not never. He does all that crazy shit. Bro, that shit was... That made him a star. That little piece of him being himself. Just that little piece that comics pray for that utopia to come one day. It's important to have guys like that out there. I like guys that are just going for it. You know, I like guys that are out there just fucking going for it. There's a lot of people that think that comedy is, you know... Comedy is about the respect of your peers and creating the proper clever joke with the right wording and... It's not, man. It's about entertainment value. It's about your stand-up comedy. And to these these days, man, your comedy doesn't even nearly have to be that deep anymore. If you want to get deep, man, why you tell you know you you could you could do a podcast and get deep. You could write a blog and get deep. You know you could you could have a conversation with an intelligent person and get deep. You don't have to get that deep with your comedy. The shit that makes me laugh is Cat Williams sliding across the floor, kicking some dude in the butt. I'm a little nigga. I fight dirty. <laughs> And when he does it, it's so natural and so funny, man. Oh, that guy kills me, man. He's got some great shit. I, 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 you know what he had? He actually had some real good advice, too, that I took. He said um, that uh, he listens to, uh, he has on his iPod, he has like a playlist of all music that he listens to right before he goes on stage. And I'm like, damn, that's a great idea because I have just like a group of like some of my favorite songs on my iPod that I just, I throw on. It's on my iPhone too. I, I'll throw them on like when I'm at the gym or whatever, whatever. But I don't have a specific list just for, for stand-up, but that's a good fucking idea. It's a real good idea. So I started doing that. I started doing that just based on that because I know music, if you listen to like the right kind of music, you know, the, the right kind of music can fucking get you in a good groove, man. You know, especially if you haven't, sometimes when, you know, you listen to music too much, you, you lose its power. You don't have that feeling anymore. It just loses its impact. But every now and then a song would just jack you and let you know what's possible. Remember when we were at the Brea Improv and we were in the parking lot <clears throat> and I had that Nissan truck and you got out and they had that crazy sound system in and you got out of your car. You're like, Joe Rogan, Joe Rogan, put this fucking CD in right now. Donna Summer. Donna Summer. Hot stuff. You put on hot stuff. Sitting here eating my heart out, Oh, it's some good shit on that greatest set Some music drives you fucking nuts. Oh. I love music. I love music. Uh, I love Leonard Skinner. I've been listening to Leonard Skinner lately. The old shit. Oh, I love Leonard Skinner. I love Almond Brothers from the 70s. Leonard Skinner. I love that vibe, man. There's something about that time. Like, if I'm in a pool hall and Sweet Home Alabama comes on, it's like... Like your girlfriend just comes over and rubs your neck. You know what I'm saying? It's like someone comes over and gives you a hug. Like that song, don't, don't, do You what hear that? You're like, oh! What a sweet song. What a great sweet song. Well, the skies are blue. Yeah. What's up, And they're Brian? singing it. They're singing it, man. Sweet home, what are you doing with your, Alabama. Why are you, you look that, like you've got your finger on the trigger. What are you doing over there? Uh, I'm just, <clears throat> nothing. What are you doing? Just waiting for her uh, to get out of 
Wait, you get out of here. Hey, yeah. we gotta get How long have we been doing this? It's 7.15. No, well, we, we just, yeah, uh, we're going to be late for a show. Whatever. So we're a couple minutes late. There's a whole internet out yeah, there. Yeah, but I'm running the show. Yeah, I got to get out of here. <laughs> yeah, which is even better because they can't go there without you being there. Yeah. They can't start it. Don't I got to go eat dinner too, guys. This is it? This is how we're going to end this fucking 7, thing? 15, <clears> 7, 20. That's it. Two hours. This is good. the end. My, My only friend, friend the, the end. end. Down, down, down. Thank you to the Fleshlights. If you go to JoeRogan.net, enter in the code name Rogan, you will get 15% off the Fleshlights. We will see you this weekend in Portland, Oregon at Helium Comedy Club, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. It's Mad Flavor, a.k.a. Joe Diaz, a.k.a. Planet Rock. And, and don't show up for no wagweed. Only the best motherfuckers. And Brian Redband will also be performing on stage, too. That's right. We're going to rock it this week. Thank and, you very uh, much. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we will see you guys uh, Stay black, motherfuckers. next week. I love you. Either Monday or Tuesday. We're trying to get uh, Kevin from Attack of the Show. He should be on. Yeah. Holla I love back. you guys. Holla Stay black, baby. Oh, Burt Kreischer is going to be on, too. Yeah, Yay. bitches. What? <laughs> <laughs>